welcome to a word for this day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. I am so thankful that you have come back. And I wanted to explain something. Um, yesterday's episode got released um, to on Sunday. <laughs> on the 18th and when I realized it I stopped it and had it to be re-released later uh yesterday morning it's just I try to do them ahead of time and uh for some reason I'd put the wrong date in there so if you saw two episodes hop up on Sunday morning at nine o'clock or at 2 a.m um one was Sundays and one was Mondays, and when I realized it, I switched it around. So that was the confusion. It's a wonder I haven't done that a hundred times before now over these seven hundred and eighty episodes. But uh, that's what that was about, and it's fine if you listen ahead of time. Uh, but I just wanted to explain that, and I want to welcome anyone who is listening for the first time. I am so thankful that you are here. Thank you for stopping by. Please don't run off quite yet. Please stick around for a bit and let's see what the Lord has for us today as we spend time in his word. I want to encourage you to continue sharing this podcast with anyone who you think may wish to come along this journey with us. And some of you I have told, uh, but over the weekend, this past weekend, we crossed over a thousand cities in which this podcast has been downloaded over across 78 countries in this world. And I just give God all the praise and all the thanks for that. And um, I pray that he'll use it in whatever way he sees fit. But that was an exciting milestone and um, the interesting and uh, not coincidental thing was that that 100th city was found in the country of Israel, and uh, we were talking about a verse from Malachi, which was the Old Testament is the Old Testament, and I just love that. I love to see how God works, and I just pray that He'll use it all for His glory. And Scripture says His word will not return void. And it will accomplish the purpose for which he sends it. So I pray that it'll do that in a mighty way. Um, and know that I continue to pray for all of you. I continue to pray that the Lord will draw you closer to him, that it'll give you more of a hunger and a thirst for him and a desire to know him fully. Um, oh, he has been so gracious to us to give us his word. What a blessing that we have access to this written word. You know, there are places in this world and maybe some who are listening who don't have ready, easy access to the word. Um, but for many of us, we do. And may we not take that for granted. May we thank him that he loved us so much to give us this and allow us to have this ability to read and study. And I just encourage you to read his word, study his word, live it out and share it. It just makes such a difference um, in our walk. He's given us the truth and we live in a world who, that bombards us with untruth, with lies, with deception. Um, but we have the truth, and it's found in His Word. And so I'm just so excited anytime we get together to spend time together in His Word. I wish I knew who all of you were. I wish we could sit around and visit. But the Lord doesn't have it that way. So for now, we will just continue um, 
on this path that we're on. And uh, I just pray that you'll draw closer to him as you think about him today. Well, our verse for February the 20th, 2024 comes from the minor prophet book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 20, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Oh, friends, there's a lot of stuff here, and we're going to see what was going on with Habakkuk and why he may have said that, because there is no doubt there um, are times that just in holy reverence, We need to be still and know that he is God. And because of his holiness, because he deserves all the glory and honor and worship and praise, we need to be silent. But then there are times that he allows us uh, to erupt in praise and worship and adoration. There are times that we can come before his throne with our petitions and our prayers and our questions and um, our concerns, and um, he is a loving God, but there, uh, as we talk about here, there are times that he deserves that everybody sit in silence before him, and so I'm excited for us to park here and see what we can learn. So we're in Habakkuk. We're not, you probably don't study Habakkuk much, and you may not have done it much before now. I think we've done previous podcasts on it. There are only chap, uh, three chapters in the book of Habakkuk, and so we're not there a lot, but um, it's a wonderful little book of prophecy, and it doesn't take long to read it, and so I would encourage you to take the time to read um, and see what was going on. I've told you before about these books of prophecy, and it's just a good reminder, a good idea for us to think about where we are, what was going on, to whom Habakkuk may have been writing, uh, what the time period was, and that helps us to understand more of what was going on. So <clears throat> you will recall that the new, I'm sorry, the Old Testament begins with the five books of the law. It moves into Old Testament history and then the wisdom literature and then sometimes known as wisdom and poetry and then the major prophets and the minor prophets. The major prophets were major primarily because of their volume. Minor uh, tended to be smaller books. And we know that the 12 minor prophets close out the Old Testament. And uh, they're for many of these prophets, we don't know a lot about them. Uh, other than just a line or two there. And we don't know a lot about Habakkuk other than uh, pretty much the time that he was writing because he talks about the Chaldeans. He talks about what is getting ready to happen to that southern kingdom of Judah. And I've told you when we've been in these books of prophecy before that um, they used to make me really uncomfortable and really quite nervous because I felt like I just didn't know enough. And we don't know enough. We don't know all of the things. Uh, But it has helped me to think about these books of prophecy, to think about um, when they were written. We can think about to whom they were written. And that helps us associate it with those books of history. And uh, they tend to make more sense. God sent his prophets uh, to the people to give them messages. You know, like we talked about in Hebrews just a couple of days ago when we were in that minor prophet book of Malachi and we went over to Hebrews and uh, were reminded that 
the writer of the letter to the Hebrews said, long ago in uh, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets, but now he's spoken to us through his son. Um, but that's what was happening in the Old Testament. That's how God got his message across. He sent it to these prophets to share the truth from him. And um, Habakkuk was chosen and he was a prophet to that southern kingdom of Judah. We can look uh, as I mentioned uh, in these prophets to say are they writing to the northern kingdom of Israel? Amos and Hosea were primarily to them. Are they writing to that southern kingdom of Judah which most of the prophets were? Or uh, there was one Obadiah wrote to Edom um, Jonah and uh, Nahum were written to Nineveh, and then Daniel and Ezekiel were written to that uh, to the Babylonian exiles from that southern kingdom of Judah. All the rest of them were written uh, just to Judah as a whole, that southern kingdom of two tribes of Judah. Um, we can also look and say, were they uh, pre-exilic, so before the exile, were they during the exile, or were they after the exile? And that accounted both for the northern kingdom of Israel, who was scattered by Assyria, uh, but primarily to the southern kingdom of Judah, uh, who were carried off by the Chaldeans or the Babylonians. And then those who were writing during the exile were Daniel and Ezekiel, and then those who were the post-exilic prophets were Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. So Habakkuk is a pre-exilic prophet. He was writing before that southern kingdom of Judah was carried off into exile by the Babylonians. And he was having a hard time understanding what was going on. Why would God use these um, heathens, uh, this, this terrible nation, to judge Judah? And so he is asking God some hard questions, kind of like Job did. He said, I just don't understand. And I love that we see that. I love in these books of prophecy that God graciously speaks. And that's just one of the neat things about being in the Old Testament is we see God's character. We see many times that he'll say, uh, and the Lord said, or God said, or thus saith the Lord. And it's such a blessing because we do see his character. We see his, the character of a just and righteous and holy God, but we also see that he loves his children so much and he's encouraging them to turn back to him. But if if we don't, just like a loving father, a loving parent, because we get our ability to do any kind of uh, correct discipline and training from God because we're made in his image, um, he disciplines those he loves because he wants the what's best for them. And that's what was happening to these both of these kingdoms, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. That southern kingdom had turned away once again, and they uh, had turned away to idolatry, and they were not following the law, and they were... Uh, they had just gone away from God. And so he was sending these Babylonians to exact some punishment, to exact some judgment. And he had told them through the prophet Jeremiah that they were going to be carried away into exile for 70 years. And this was getting ready to happen. Well, 
Habakkuk knew what a bad lot these Chaldeans were, and he couldn't understand why a holy God would use these people to discipline his chosen people. Um, But it's one of those things that Habakkuk later realized, you know, God is sovereign. Um, As Isaiah has told us, his ways are much higher than our ways. His thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. And he deserves uh, our reverence and uh, he knows what's best. But I want you to hear just how Habakkuk uh, opens up. He's complaining before God. Listen to this. It says in Habakkuk 1, the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. Habakkuk was trying to do the right thing, but he was he was kind of pouring out his heart before the Lord, um, but not realizing that no one is righteous. No, not one. And uh, God had a very specific reason and a purpose for what he was doing. And then God says next, he says, uh, look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation who marched through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings, not their own. So the Lord t- tells Habakkuk what is going to happen, um, but that there's a purpose for it. And then Habakkuk comes back again, and he complains again. He says, Are you not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment. And you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. You who are of purer eyes than to see evil and cannot look at wrong, why do you idly look at traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up the man more righteous than he? He just couldn't understand why God, why this would come from God. But then he he says... Um, Habakkuk says in chapter 2, verse 1, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. That was pretty bold on Habakkuk's part, I think. And what I will answer concerning my complaint. And then the Lord graciously with, with restraint and without striking Habakkuk down says, And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. And he goes on to tell Habakkuk, um, you know, in so many words, yes, I am using these people, but they're going to be punished as well because they're, um, you know, God's ways, again, are much higher than our ways. They're much, uh, his thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. Um, but he said, you know, they're going to get their due. So it may take some time. If it seems slow, it's it's okay. Trust me. And then in chapter 2, verse 14, the Lord says, uh, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. 
I just love that. And uh, God talks about woes to the ones that he is sending uh, to do this judgment. And and so I want to get over to this part right before um, our verse for the day, because God's uh, kind of giving an indictment of them, of the Babylonians, and talking about how they act and why they too are going to be judged for what they've done. And he says here um, about the idols that they make. And remember, over and over again, God had said, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves a graven image. And many of these nations, these ungodly nations, had idols. They were idol worshipers. And he had warned the children of Israel about that. And and unfortunately, many times they would go after the nations. But when he's talking about these Babylonians, here he's talking about some, uh, again, the, just the ridiculousness of following idols, but I want you to hear what he says leading up for our verse for the day. He says, what profit is an idol when its maker has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies, for its maker trusts in his own creation when he makes speechless idols? Woe to him who says to a wooden thing awake, to a silent stone arise. Can this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver. And before I get to the verse for the day, um, remember he's he's reminding Habakkuk, he's, he's pronounced woes. He's saying, yes, there's going to be woes to those people who I'm using uh, to bring uh, punishment and discipline on Judah, but their woes will come to them. And then he's talking about their idol worship. And he said, you know, these these idols that they have are made by man. They can't speak. They can't do anything. And he says um, in verse 20, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Do you see that contrast? God has said that these people, these nations that I'm pronouncing woe upon, make idols, but their idols can't speak. They they can't do anything. And we've read about that in other places in, uh, in the Psalms and in Isaiah about uh, these speechless, uh, powerless idols. They cannot do anything. But God is saying, but I, the Lord, am in my holy temple. Their idols may be speechless, but you, are, but the world needs to be silent before me. That was that very specific reminder to Habakkuk. You know, they may have idols, but they're speechless, they're worthless. But in reality, everyone needs to revere me. Everyone needs to keep silent before me. I am holy. I am in charge. I am sovereign. Nothing escapes my purview, and my ways are much higher. All these things that we know about God, and that got Habakkuk's attention uh, because it goes on and he prays, um, and he realizes the might and the strength once again, and and trust God. And I'm just going to read the first part because Lord willing, next month we'll get to be in this chapter three of Habakkuk. But he says, O Lord, I've heard of the report of you and your work. O Lord, do I fear in the midst of the years, revive it. And in the midst of the years, make it known in wrath. Remember mercy. And so 
Habakkuk realizes, yes, God is holy. Yes, we do need to have that reverent fear. Yes, he deserves all our worship and honor and glory and praise. And so in whatever way he chooses to work, I'm going to trust him. Even though it looks difficult with my eyes, I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight, is the gist of what Habakkuk is getting ready to do, even though he knows that there's going to be difficulty because the Babylonians are coming. There is discipline coming. There is punishment coming, but it was because of the faith the unfaithfulness of Judah because they had turned away from God and because God loved them so much, he was bringing them back. But this here, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him is important for us to remember. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there are times that we can worship and praise and uh, lift our voices. There are times like we read in Hebrews that we can, because of what Jesus has done for us, come boldly before the throne of grace and uh, ask and petition to find help in our time of need. Um, But there are times when it is best that we keep silent before him. He deserves that. He deserves that holy reverence. And so that just makes me think of what we read in Psalm 46.10, and it's so important for us. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. May we take time to be still. May we take time to be silent before him. He deserves that. Um, He deserves all of our worship and adoration and sometimes that with us keeping our mouth shut and honoring him above all. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.